Luke 22. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm excited. I'm free. I am free. Luke 23. Let's begin with the 13th verse. Of course, um, the beginning of this uh, talks about Peter's denial of Jesus. And then Jesus is brought before the, the, the king, Herod. And then verse 13, he's brought before Pilate. And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, said unto them, You have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth or turns away the people. Was Jesus turning away the people? No, he was turning them to God, the Father. Hallelujah. And behold, I having examined him before you have found no fault in this man. Touching those things that you accuse him of. No, nor yet for King Herod. For I sent, him, I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. Say, nothing worthy, nothing worthy of, death. of death. Nothing. He didn't do anything worthy of death. I will therefore chastise him and release him. For of necessity, he must release one unto them at the feast. Of course, that's Passover. And they cried all at once. Say all at once. Last Sunday, I talked about a mob mentality. They just jumped on board. Uh, four days ago, they're saying, uh, this is the son of David. Hosanna to the son of David. And now they're saying, crucify him. Verse 19. For a certain sedition... Well, let me back up. Verse 18. And they cry... I'm, I'm all excited this morning, this afternoon. Glory to God. Verse 18. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, who for a certain sedition rose, up against, rose a mob of people up against uh, the law. Uh, the, the, not the, the Jewish law, but the civil law, the law of the land. And he made in the city for a murderer was cast into prison. So this is a murderer Cast into a prison. Do you know the Bible says that if you have hate in your heart, you're a murderer? This man was a physical murderer. He had taken someone's life. We're, we're a little bit like him, aren't we? We're not a little bit like him. We're just like him. Barabbas represents every single one of us. Verse 20, Pilate therefore willing to release Jesus spake unto them, but they cried saying, crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, why, what evil has he done? Now we know from the other accounts that Jesus did not open up his mouth. He was dumb as a sheep or Isaiah says a lamb before its shears. He was dumb. He opened not his mouth. Why? He wasn't trying to stop this. He wasn't trying to stop it. Why? He had just prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane several hours prior. And he said, Father, let this cup depart from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. What was he essentially saying? Lord, my will is to do your will. And if your will is for me to go to the cross, I'll gladly go to the cross. And he gladly went to the cross. Why did he do it? 
The Bible tells us he did it for the joy that was set before him. What was his joy? Yeah, put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm his joy. Say, I'm Jesus' joy. He went for you. And Barabbas is a man who represents you, a murderer. Every one of us were murderers before we came. Every one of us were worthy of death. Every one of us. You remember when you were a little kid, somebody would do something bad to you, and what would you say? I hate you. If you have ever hated someone, ever, and that's everybody in this room, you're guilty of murder. You're guilty of murder. Verse 22, and he said unto him a third time, why, what evil has he done? Had Jesus done any evil? Had he committed one sin? Not a single one. He was faultless, blameless. Herod couldn't find nothing. Pilate couldn't find nothing. The devil couldn't find nothing. I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him. I'll train him. I'll teach him by beating him and then let him go. And they were instant with loud voices requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. Verse 44. And it was about the sixth hour, say noon. That's why we gather at noon on Friday. Because it was at this time that he was led to his death and he was crucified. And, and at noon, there was a darkness over the earth until 3 p.m. If you don't have that written in your Bibles, write in your Bibles. Right above the ninth hour, that's King James, it's 3 p.m. And the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And the Bible says it was rent from the top down to the bottom, torn. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up his spirit, the ghost. And when the centurion saw what was done, now this is an unbeliever, he glorified God, saying, certainly this was a righteous man. What did this righteous man do? He said, don't release. He said, he said, go ahead and release Barabbas. Don't release me. I'll take Barabbas' place. I'll take the murderer's place. Do you know who else he was thinking about besides Barabbas? He was thinking about you. He was thinking about me. And he said, I'll pay the price. I'll do it. If he paid the price, should we pay the price? He already did it. He paid the price for your sin. He paid the price for your guilt. He paid the price for your failure. He paid the price for your sickness. He paid the price for your cancer, for your disease, for your lack, for your weakness. He paid the price. And if he did it, you don't need to do it. You can receive what he has already done. Oh, hallelujah. Go to Acts chapter 2. He died for me, and he died for you. When he died, he paid the price for me, and he paid the price for you. He had to go where man would have gone. Where would Barabbas have gone as a sinful man? Where would he have gone 
as an evildoer, he would have gone to hell. And he would have suffered for eternity. But now the way had been made. That veil being torn, it showed that now there was a way into the Holy of Holies. That now man could go in boldly because of what Jesus has done. Because of the blood of the Lamb. But Jesus had to pay the price. And he did not just die physically. He had to die spiritually. And when he said, Father, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? God turned his back on Jesus and said, Jesus, you are now sin, and you will go where sinners go. Say, he did it for me. Say, he did it for me. Acts chapter 2, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. Who delivered Jesus into the hands of wicked men? God did it. Why did he do it? Say, no, 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 make it personal. Oh, yeah, he, he did it for the world. Peter, stand up. If this was the only, turn around, if this was the only man that ever lived on the earth, Jesus would have died for him. For him. It's not, he didn't do it for us. He did it for me. You understand? He did it for me. He did it for me. You have taken and my wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death. What pains of death? The pains of hell. The pains of death do not compare to eternal suffering. You know, if you know Jesus and you suffer here on the earth, that's it. It's over. Do you hear what I just said? If you know Jesus and you suffer on the earth, once you die, it's over. When I talk about dying, I'm talking about your physical death. Your body dies. You leave your body. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Suffering is over. Why? Because he suffered for you, mama. He suffered for you. There's no more suffering. Glory to God. Glory to God. He suffered in hell. Experiencing what you and I should have experienced. But you don't have to, brother. You're never going to hell. Hallelujah! And have by wicked hands have crucified and slain, verse 24, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Why? Because he was righteous. He was there illegally. He was illegally in heaven. Illegally. He never sinned. He became sin. He's the Lamb of God. He did it for me. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. If you're going to be left in hell or not left in hell, you've got to go to hell. 
He was in hell, but not left in hell. Do you all see that? Neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Glory to God. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, who are we talking about? David, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, that's Jesus, Jesus is the son of David, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Seeing this be before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Whose soul? Jesus was not left in hell, but he had to go there. Who did he go there for? He went there for you. Why, are so, why is the world afraid of death? Why are Christians afraid of death? Why? Because they're afraid they're going to suffer. He suffered for you. He suffered for me. It's a finished work. Do you understand that? It's done. He hung on that cross. He said, it is finished. It's done. Oh, glory to God. He's become the Lamb of God. He took our sins. We're free. And everything that is produced from sin, he paid the price for it so you and I don't have to walk in it. What, what, is, what causes, what, what does sin cause? Sin causes sickness, disease, despair, hopelessness, bondage, terror. All that is from sin. And Jesus paid the price. He did it for me. He did it for you. Do we need to suffer? Why? Because he did. Oh, you are getting this. Oh, glory to God. All right, let's go on to one more scripture. Hebrews chapter 2. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Notice up here, this is the year of the great grace of God. Do you know why this is different this year? Because we're now getting the revelation of what it is to walk in grace. What does it mean? It's a finished work. You're not working to get something that's not already yours. You can't work to earn anything from salvation. You can't work to earn healing or deliverance or prosperity or peace or joy. None of those things you can work to earn. You have to simply get a revelation of his grace. We could call this the, great, the year of the great revelation of the grace of God. Because that's what it is. We're getting a revelation of it, which means now we're walking in it. Amen. Glory to God. Hebrews 2, verse 9. But we see Jesus who is made a little lower than the angels. Why? For the suffering of death. He's crowned with glory. He's not going to be crowned. He is crowned with glory and honor. That he, by the grace of God, by the gift of God, that's your salvation. The gift of God is your salvation. Should taste death 
for every man. What kind of death did he taste? He tasted physical suffering. He tasted financial suffering. The Bible says that Jesus was made poor so that you through his poverty might be made rich. He experienced everything that the curse of the law could produce. And then if that wasn't enough, he went to hell as if it were eternity. And he suffered torment from demons and fear. And for, did it for you, and he did it for me. Verse 10, for it became him for whom all things are and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory. He, he, that says John right there. By bringing John unto glory. What's your name? By bringing, say your name. Say your name. By bringing to glory. Oh, glory to God. And he's made him the captain of our salvation perfect through his suffering. He suffered so you don't need to suffer. Verse 14. Verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that's you and me, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Why were they subject to bondage? Because of the fear. What does it say? The fear of death. Did Jesus die for us? So if he died for us, are we going to die? No. So what is there to be afraid of? What is there to be afraid of? Why? Because Jesus did it. Jesus took our suffering. Jesus took our pain. So do we need to be afraid? Do we need to be poor? Do we need to suffer? He did it for me. He did it for me. He did it for me. And deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Go to Colossians chapter 2. And then the youth department is going to come forward with a presentation. And this is going to minister to you. And I believe that if you've been bound by fear, if you've been bound by depression, if you've been bound by sickness, if you've been bound by whatever, you're going to receive your freedom today. Because it's already been done. You are not someone who has not already been made free. You are someone who may simply need to receive that freedom that's already been purchased for you. Do you understand? It's getting the revelation. This morning I put my, uh, my, my cell phone holster on my belt, but I forgot that I put it on. And I'm holding my phone and I'm walking all over my bedroom. I'm looking at my pants from yesterday. Where is my cell phone holder? The whole time it's on my belt. The whole time you've been dealing with bondage, you've already been free. Yeah. 